Lampard. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday, the 2nd of November, 2019. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. I'm not as tired, but I'm also not at Rob's house. <laughs> and Robert Kemp. You're not as present. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a connection here? No, I think I just slept better the last couple of days. <laughs> so I finally recovered from being tired for like two whole weeks. You think it was uh, the sleeping that was causing it? <laughs> yes, I think the sleeping was what was causing, causing tiredness or non-tiredness. <laughs> I think that's generally how that works. Not necessarily, but it certainly helps to restorative powers of sleep. I'm sure you can feel, one can definitely feel tired, even though you've probably slept too much. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a thing for me. Well, they say that sleeping too much is actually bad, in theory. Definitely. Whatever that means. Whatever too much actually means, of course, because as usual, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure someone will say a completely different number in a couple of years. Just like they did with drinking glasses of water or whatever other shit that they've decided is not actually true any longer. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee (laughs) is sometimes, coffee sometimes cancerous, right? But sometimes not. Whatever it is sometimes. sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Someone maintains a website of like the Daily Mail things that cause cancer and oh, yeah, or yeah. both <laughs> in in a lot of cases. That's I think the US cool. government maintains a website that does that, doesn't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's pretty funny. The right amount of alcohol cures everything. Is but it's basically the headline they want to put, right? Well, I would want them to put. So everyone has a precise alcohol consumption required oh but then you'd have to you know really closely regulate it so that you're just up the exact amount then you need to make it a government like mandated system where they supply you with the exact right amount of alcohol per week it's just like you you don't have it's like a prescription you don't have to think about it they just deliver the exact right amount to you and you're like well i just have to get through this i guess <laughs> A little bit like your gluten-free allowance, if you have one. It's like now you need a now you need a booze allowance. But surely you can get by just on like making. If you don't want to have like straight up drinks, they can just give you like a boozy tiramisu or something, or like a like a cake, or just like a straight up alcohol pill. <laughs> you don't even have to <laughs> interact with the alcohol at all. It just goes into your stomach, and then you just mysteriously feel drunk. <laughs> the drunk. <laughs> what, what if they made wine gums with actual wine in it? They did that at one point, didn't they? I'm sure that's probably where they came from, right? Well, no, I meant they did that as like a special edition at some point. Oh. How would that... What? Yeah, this... Yeah. I guess you can have, like, alcoholic liqueurs, can't you? But they're not that alcoholic, surely. Depends what this requirement is. Mm. <laughs> if it, I mean, they're not that alcoholic by the metric of I need to get wasted every four no, hours. exactly. But... You'd have to eat a lot of chocolates or wine gums. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, normally the content is, like, super tiny in those. Yeah. Why is it that, like, well, but, you know when you, you've you been drinking beers or whatever and uh, you've just got the right amount of drunk where you're feeling good or whatever and you don't really mm. need to drink anymore in order to feel, you know, you're you're drunk enough? Why is that when you most want another drink? Why <laughs> why isn't that the time to have a glass of water instead or, or a Coke or something? But no one does because then that, that's the time you want another beer for some reason even though you don't need it. Because the beer isn't at this point. You've associated the beer with the good time. With the good times. Reason. 
But so can't you learn? Like, well, I can, <laughs> I you... can exaggerate this good time by having more, right? But you know it doesn't make it any better after two or three. Well, that's because uh, we haven't got a convenient like on-screen indicator to tell us when you know which where's yeah. where's the overdose line. That's what we're missing. The HUD. If we just yeah. had that, maybe that could be a smartwatch thing where it tells you your drunken levels. <laughs> your blood you... alcohol. Yeah. You just stabs a needle in your wrist. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Can learn something off those diabetics. It's not blood sugar; it's blood alcohol. Yeah, they've got readers on them, right? They just just permanently affix one. Is there no way? I guess there's definitely no way to read that. In surely you could. There's probably other ways that you could read like drunkenness without directly measuring blood alcohol levels. You could probably learn like how well, they flushed have you get or something. So. Yeah, but I mean yeah, something that you could measure with wearable tech somehow. A chip on your, you wear over a tooth. Although you wouldn't want that data to get out with you, how drunk you are, how often. No. I'm sending this to Samsung Health. Yeah. My, my, my boozy levels. Booze levels. I'm, I'm sure Korea will treat that information in a private and respectful manner. Indeed. Next day you get a headline saying, Britain's the worst. <laughs> well, we get those anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now is the climate. If you're gonna, if you're gonna like throw some accusations about how Britain's the worst or something, it's like that's fine. We can take it. We know. <laughs> right now, we know. I mean, people are in the pub at seven a.m. this morning. Oh well, yeah. But presumably not ordering a beer, right? Well, right. Well, <laughs> are you supposed to watch the rugby, especially when you're losing? You watch it with a. Cup, cup of tea that's slowly going cold well actually <laughs> a cup of tea there was the most british watching of the rugby i yeah. think I've, been, I've ever had this morning because it's like we went around a uh, some of the running crews this morning and basically there was just like two giant pots of tea on the coffee table yes <laughs> everyone was just pouring their own tea it's so like british. there was even a tea cozy like it... <laughs> it's a tea cozy I can't remember the last time I saw a tea case. It's because you don't own one. <laughs> and you don't go to people who do. You haven't been to an old person's house in quite a while. <laughs> Actually, I'm sure Gnome's looking around thinking, I bet, I bet we own one somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you probably do. Stuffed in <laughs> one of those drawers. Yeah, probably. Some some rag somewhere. But do you actually own a teapot? <laughs> yes, actually, we okay, do. Then. So you'll yeah. prob- you, you probably do have a tea cozy then. Yeah, you can one <laughs> kind of necessitates the other. Well, I mean, are they really that necessary, the cozies? Like, how long do you need a pot to stay? I mean, at the rate these people drink it? Not, not long. <laughs> well, it depends whether you're... You don't need the cozy. Yeah. Whether it's a continuous brew or whatever, I guess. <laughs> or whether you're just keeping the long tea... Ter- tea- Brew it at the start and then keep it warm for a long time. I think it's mm. obviously the idea. So you make a lot yeah. at once. It's like a thermos, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it depends if you've only got, if you've got enough people there that are basically going to empty a pot in like a minute because everyone get wants a. Wants you a don't cup. need the cozy, do you? No, of course you don't. It's just going straight in a mug. The cozy will becomes your hands, or you just get everyone to put their hands around this teapot. It'd be like a, be like dead, be like dead stranding. It'd be like all these, all these, <laughs> all these hands. Just... Be, well, a, be, a, be a part of the ritual, I suppose. The tea ritual. 
It gets a little bit of burn. This is the podcast. This <laughs> <laughs> sure is a podcast. It is now. Oh, dear. Death Stranding, did you say? I did, I did. It's I, not I, time I, to video games yet. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Zeg? I want to talk about how... Tea-related, kettle-related stories. Not quite. Uh, it's more of a house grouse, except not really even a, a grouse. grouse. <laughs> <laughs> Our house has been upgraded to have a smart meter for the electricity and oh. the gas, I guess. Yeah, they're trying right. to get everyone to install those. Aren't yeah, they? I'm sort of on that list, except they keep calling my phone from... I'm pretty sure it's them, you know, the the, the, the energy company, trying to ring me, but they ring me on a number that Samsung de- 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 um, determines is spam. Yeah, I'm sure mm. it is. Like. So, so, so I think it's I think it's them trying to ring me every now and then, but I'm just not sure because it's like it looks like it looks very much like a dodgy spam number. Yeah. And it's like so I don't really want to answer it, and it's like but but they really want to fit this spark meter. They really want to see my fingers. But we got that in, and then suddenly we we are now a household where the lights get turned off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's gone to the point where it's like it's what I would say about the busted ass microphone we use to record our youtube videos that rob has right. yeah which is like it's got to the point where you're just inconveniencing yourself now like i went downstairs earlier and dad was sitting at his com- at his chair next to the computer reading like a magazine with the light from the window and it's like it's three o'clock in winter and it's quite cloudy it's like there's not much fucking light coming through that window mm. <laughs> it's like just turn on a light jesus christ <laughs> You already have not great eyes. <laughs> as long as they're LED bulbs, it's probably fine, right? But, you know, it's, like, it's, it's you that classic like, thing where it's like, what? suddenly you have live data and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start monitoring it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I doubt this situation will last, like, you know, more than a couple of months. And then everyone will just forget and just start leaving the lights on like they used to. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I think you're 100 percent right. That's what happens. Isn't it? You get all excited about the numbers, and then it's all like, yeah, they're just numbers. I remember I had that same feeling about running for the first few months. <laughs> it's like, hey, the numbers are coming down. That that phase. That's good though, right? I mean, that's good for a while, and then they stop coming down, and then you get bored. Then you get bored of it. Yes, yeah, so it's like when they don't change much. Hmm. Like I'm sure turning off one light even over the whole course of a day, doesn't really change the numbers that significantly that you even notice d- depend because it's, you know, because it's an average over everything that uses power in the house and it includes yeah. the gas as well. So it's like just turning on the cooker completely fucks up those numbers if you're using oh, the course. cooker on one day and then not on another. Yeah, yeah, it just, it just murders it, like turning the kettle on, like you'll suddenly go bang. Well, sure, but the kettle's like a small short-term one, whereas like having the gas on on the stove, you know, that could be on for like an hour. <laughs> Mm. and the gas like supposedly the gas meter like sensors at a different rate it only updates every 30 seconds or whatever so those numbers aren't even that accurate <laughs> so you know it's a entertaining little thing and also it's you know it's another one of those comedy moments where it's like oh look we can use this little display to see how much power we're using but how much power does the display use because <laughs> it's plugged into the wall <laughs> you can never know <laughs> Because you could turn absolutely everything off in the house, so there's like as little power draw as possible apart from the meter. Well, I was thinking of that. It was like, 
I wonder if you could actually get to zero. Like, can you do that? I'm not sure you actually can, because presumably, there's, like, even just for example, just for our boiler, that has yeah, to be constantly that, on. So that's some that, amount of power drain. Yeah, that'll be the thing. There'll be like some boiler somewhere, or a I don't know, maybe part of the the electricity grid itself that's problematic. You can't tell. Some resistance somewhere. Well, that's not the same as a power drain, though. Depends how your lights are run as well. If they're on dimmers, then they might not turn off. Off, if you know what I mean. I don't they think any of our off. lights are on dimmers. We all have all okay. the school switches. Okay. But like when I like, on the first it's like day, by was... that metric, technically all the lights in my house are like always on. Now. Yeah, but they're just they're just not producing light. The first day I came downstairs after it had been installed, it was like, do you know how much power your computer uses? And I was just like, do you, really? <laughs> did you, for example, turn the fridge and the freezer and the hot tub off? <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> mm. Also, that varies wildly as well on its own. Yeah. Like your PC, your PC under load will draw, maybe, well, depending on what kind of kit you've got in there, like 500 watts to a kilowatt, I guess, depending on what you're running. Yeah, um, although I I suspect my one's probably well lower than that. Even I I maybe. can't remember what power supply I have in there. I think it's probably an eight hundred watt, but I highly doubt it ever gets that high, <laughs> or even oh, close. No. no, I think I've got a seven fifty in this thing in in fire, and yeah, I'm not. I'm not. They're designed to you know you should buy a power supply so it's enough, but you know that you shouldn't really get near it. Um, yeah, and I'm I've. I've I bet I don't go far over 500 when I put put the whole system under max load. But still, that's 500 watts. That's a hundreds of watts. It's a a hundreds of watts. <laughs> a hundreds. Maybe next time, no one is no one else is here except for me. I will actually just go around and turn everything off just just to see. Hmm. Can you? Is it is it like a wireless? Like meter as yeah, well. It is. You detach it. Well, or I assume it is. It has a cable that plugs into the wall, but I assume that's just for charging. Yeah. Oh, that could be some fun video content we'll get from Zach. <laughs> Don't think that's going to be a video. A breakdown of domestic energy consumption. See if turning the lights on on my keyboard makes any significant difference. It won't, because <laughs> that's like two volts or whatever. Probably not even that coming through a USB. Yeah, look, if I uh, if I turned off the uh, lights on my Razer keyboard, would I be saving power? And it's like, well, technically, yes, but <laughs> not enough that it will show up on an electricity meter, though. Probably not. <laughs> you could find out how much all your TV stuff on standby really uses. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing about how all these all the lights have been turned off it's like okay but then what about for example your mac because i'm you know you just walk away and leave that to go into standby mode how much does that use probably way more than the light yeah probably i mean what's it what do they say when they report like consoles as standby mode out they're still like a few watts right they're like three or three to five or something like that there's a there's a small number but they're still they're still draining while they're in standby Hmm. I don't use the rest mode on my PS4. I just turn it all the way off. Depends what I'm doing. It's like if it's a, I don't mind turning something all the way off if it's 
if I'm not using it all that frequently. Yeah, exactly. But like if it's a game I'm playing actively, then yeah, I, I want that suspend feature because the suspend feature doesn't work if you turn all the way off. Doesn't it? Or does it? Like you have to reboot a game from no, scratch on no, it PS4 work. if you come. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want those red dead red dead loads. <laughs> yeah, they take a while. Well, the first one, and then it's fine. But yeah, still. exactly. So then you suspend it, and then you don't have to yeah. wait for it again. Okay, now that you've referenced video games again, now it's time to move on. Video games. We've looped it back around. The power we could draw do a quick, of a PS4. We could do a quick film section if you wanted to get something else out of the way. Sure, what's going on in films? Zombieland, Double Tap. Oh, yeah? I finally went to see that. Any good? It It is good. Oh. Good. If you liked the first one and you want a slightly less good version of it, <laughs> <laughs> but not enough to stop it from falling into the good category, it's not. It's not less good enough <laughs> to not be good. To not okay. still be good. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's some words that might form a sentence. <laughs> An endorsement. Did you watch that last Star Wars trailer? <laughs> I did. I have. Yeah. Do you see the Mandalorian trailer? I have not. No. Okay. Anyway, Star Wars trailer. Um, yeah. <laughs> apparently, yeah they're I, just, I, apparently they're going to spend some amount of time just running around on a big pile of wreckage. This <laughs> is what I mainly get. Running around that. on the Death Star, running around on a, on Endori type planet. Is she being chased by like one of those, um, you know, training drone things or, huh. or by some other kind of drone? I don't know. Maybe. I couldn't quite spot that. Um, it's it's, bit, we still don't really know anything, do we? They've, they've very much played the sort of the here's some stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of looks like going to the, the Death Star wreckage in the ocean looks like maybe the opening sequence potentially. Yeah, you do see like Ray and um, Kylo sort of Fight. fighting together and and attacking that sort of figure that. You know, yeah, isn't smashes into a million pieces or something. I don't know if they were yeah, fighting together boat. exactly. Or, it looked more like yeah. they were just like they collided and slammed into that thing. Uh, maybe. Okay, not sure about that. Or anyway, yeah, they're definitely fighting each other. At the, but I think that's got to be at the start. Yeah, um, I, I sort of read it as they were fighting alongside mm. as well at one point in that. Um, I could be wrong on that. I might need to go rewatch. And then you got the Emperor's voice saying, you're coming together, will be what I'm doing. And it's like, who could possibly be coming together? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And a back view of him. (laughs) See a bit of cloak sticking out from from a seat. (laughs) A cloak. (laughs) A nice looking seat uh, displayed. Um, Clearly they're talking about Finn and Pilot Guy who finally get their romance on. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Poe Dameron. Yeah. That's it. And then you've got the C-3PO sacrifice <laughs> death scene. Whatever that <laughs> Or something, which is probably a misdirection, but who knows? Unless they're just going to be like, well, we already erased their memories one time between episode three and four, so let's just do yeah. it again. <laughs> just yeah. set them up for the next trilogy yeah. so they can start fresh. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, My, I appear to be dying. I mean... That's Obviously, I'm going to watch that movie. That that trailer made it look a bit better. 
Um, maybe... I mean, that's because the trailer's not really showing us anything no. real about the plot. <laughs> the, yeah, like, the, like, the trailer's just, just showing pretty images and not like it's the concepts. Which some nice pretty images. <laughs> I liked seeing the um, the freaking uh, um, blockade runner, Tantive 4 or whatever it looked like, like, you know, brushing up against those trees and clearly landing on a planet and stuff. That'd be kind I of mean, cool. Uh, if I'm being honest, it's like, yeah, it's a trailer that doesn't tell us anything about the plot, so it's hard to get hype or not. But also, in the same breath, I kind of prefer that they're doing it this way because there's nothing worse than a trailer that gives everything away. Yeah, or, uh, yeah. They're quite good at that with Star Wars, not with that. Yeah, they, they have generally been pretty good with their trailer. There is that shot with the Millennium Falcon and tons of Rebel spaceships, right? Which looks like the biggest space battle ever or something. Just mm. one, sh- one shot. Because you've already seen like a lot of Star Destroyers like a stupid amount, right? All in a, in a big cloud or something hmm. uh, from the previous teaser trailer. And now you're seeing like every rebel ship imaginable. We just like <laughs> have suddenly decided to turn up. Apparently. Yeah, exactly. Because there's like, the whole thing down there. just down movie, to like one ship. They were down to one ship. Yeah. So that doesn't make any freaking sense. Although I guess they did say in that movie, they were like the other sort of rebel planets don't really care at the moment. Right. Is basically what they said. So Even though the first order really... blew up half of the New Republic in 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 Force Awakens with the yes. Starkiller base thing, it's fine. They won't come and bother us. The, the, the Empire didn't really it didn't really change us either way. So we'll, we'll just go with it. Yeah. Blah. That's anyway, what they, that's what they're saying. Have you know? Come on, let's hope <laughs> it's a bit better than the last one. All I can hope for is it's better than the last hope? one. Yes, we needed you hope. And then we needed to be over. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, although there's that good, there's that, um, art free folk are really happy because the Game of Thrones writers who were slated to do a whole trilogy of Star Wars films, that's all been, they've been ditched. Ah, weird. So free folk are really happy <laughs> because they hate them for, for the last season of Game of Thrones. Well, free, I mean, who are free folk? <laughs> Oh, free folks—the Reddit community of, of, of it's, it's like the meme. The it's like the Game of Thrones meme community. Ah, okay. Like the it's kind of like the prequel memes of. of Game yeah, of Thrones. yeah, yeah. I get you. But could the writers of the last series of Game of Thrones be that much worse than the writers of the last two Star Wars films? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought Force Awakens was okay. It's just made the classic uh, Abrams mistake of setting things up with no idea where they were going to go. <laughs> And left it to someone else to. Yeah, and left it to someone else. To, well, like, maybe that's them. why a, a set of writers who wrote a whole series would be better then, because they, they'd be used to. Them. But they didn't write. That's the problem well, with no, Game guess, of Thrones, yeah. right? Because they were just adapting good source material, and then when they ran out, it all went wrong. <laughs> so this is. This I is guess they had like a lo- a longer period before it all went wrong, rather than being in between two separate films. Yeah, I guess they had several episodes before they ran out of ideas. <laughs> Anyway, I'm still hopeful about the Mandalorian. I think it looks kind of potentially cool. I finished watching The Boys. Oh yeah, that that that, that ends well. It's got a dark ending, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's also it's like one, it's one of those neat little twists where it's a twist ending where it's just like, okay, I'm really not sure how this is going to sit in the next season though. Well, it's that's like the all, thing. All, like, all the motivations have changed, and it's like, oh, what, what? I was sort of forgetting that there would be another season i was like and then yeah. at the end i was like oh of course they have to set up another season That's well they'd the... already announced that they were yeah. doing a second season i think before the first season had ever even come right. out right they were they were that confident in it 
Um, but now I've got to wait till like summer next year. And it's like, yeah, oh, that's fine. I can't that's wait. Fine. <laughs> that's fine. Come on. Yeah, that was. I suppose we've got we've got Picard to look forward to in the meantime. <laughs> Picard, <laughs> my God, I don't have very high hopes for Picard, but you never know. No, no because I don't think like you know, I think he'll be. Well, it's named after him, but I think it'll you know they'll try and make it about these new the new characters mm. and stuff and the, Maybe. The, the you know the the mysterious girl you know who's somehow connected to the Borg and is a super you know super karate girl or something is like how many times have I heard that before mm. you know is is she played by Summer Glau are we actually about <laughs> to watch Firefly probably I don't know sweet so. Yeah, we'll see. Did you see that? Um, what's his face? Patrick Stewart is in the new Charlie's Angels film. There's a new Charlie's Angels. There's a new Charlie's Angels. Why? Film. They already remade that, <laughs> and, it, and it looks just as bad. <laughs> why? Why did they even remake that in the first place? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's like you get another Destiny's Child single on there. <laughs> they could like everything comes together. We've got to be so nineties. Right. Let's do it again. Uh, actually, actually, no, sorry. It's not Destiny's Child. They've gone Ariana Grande. Yeah, of course. To be just as cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, that's happening. Games! Games! <laughs> right. Away from TV and film, it's time for video games. What's going on? Video game news. Uh, uh, some stuff happened. I suppose we should talk about Blizzard some more. BlizzCon. BlizzCon happened. And I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say they have saved face completely. I don't think the, they're... Um, they have attempted. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that they can wipe away what they did at the uh, Hearthstone tournament and Blitz Chung and the, his support of Free Hong Kong and how they just smacked him right back down. I don't think that's going to be forgotten anytime soon. However couple of big announcements coming out of BlizzCon and in a and a somewhat legit sounding apology means maybe they're okay maybe I kind of want them to be okay but they still did the thing they're trying I, feel, I, I, I still feel awkward that like I don't actually actually I feel awkward about Overwatch 2 in general so I don't get it, this the, what, it's, it's a weird is... pitch yeah so it's like so it's like a full-on sequel in the sense that it's getting a new coat of paint, it's getting new UI, it's basically a, a you know new tech under the hood, supposedly, um, some new maps, um, but all the old content is still going to be there. All the old heroes are still going to be there. They're adding single-player, basically a single-player mission-y sort of game to it as well. They're adding PvE content, so you can do co-op stuff. They're adding new game modes, so it's a like, but it feels a bit like a huge content drop, as opposed right. to a brand, brand new, completely new game. And it gets weirder in the sense that they are going to be fully supporting Overwatch One still, um, in a, in a way that makes it sound like they're going to be getting all of this new content apart from anything that's like explicitly PVE or the single player stuff, or at least that's the messaging they're putting out. And it's like that's odd. That's weird, right? Because that means if you're like if you're into the multiplayer, they just keep playing Overwatch. You don't need Overwatch too. What's the what? 
what's the sell here particularly? And it's it's hard to understand. Um, everything you've done in Overwatch One, like in terms of unlocks and character progression, all that stuff, will carry over into Two as well. So they're going to sort of live side by side, sort of. There's going to have to be a cutoff point, right? They can't just keep maintaining both of these things. Or can they? It's 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 just odd. It's a bit confused. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they just hope everyone moves over or or something. Or... Yeah, I don't, I don't quite get it. I mean, I sort of get I sort of get the requirement maybe that they have to perhaps to to put out a sequel, right? That it's been uh, three ish, maybe four years, three and a bit years since since the first Overwatch uh, was released. And maybe they need a whole load more people to buy it. And, and Overwatch 1 has only just come out on Switch as well. Let's not forget that. And, but I didn't really think Overwatch was particularly dying. Or well, maybe, you know, outside no, of... No, I don't think I don't think it's, like, lost players, but... But I wonder if Blizzard just needs some way of getting a healthy dose of cash. <laughs> um, without, like, completely obliterating the existing community by having a brand new game. It's... It's an interesting approach. I get the I get the feeling there will have to be a cutoff at some point. Like maybe they'll run this way for like a year or something, and then they'll be like, "All right, Overwatch One, you're not getting any more content now. Everything's in two. We've uh, supported your the community for this long. Please move to two, please. We want your poundage." Hey, slightly odd. Also, I'm not quite sure, because they've revamped the look a little bit, and so everything looks a little more... <sighs> a little... The problem I have with it, with it is it looks a little less Pixar, right? It looks a little less stylized than it did before. Oh, it's yeah. like, it seems slightly more... I don't know, like the, like the next-gen filter of video games is on it. You know? <laughs> not, not like the brown next-gen filter, but you know how a lot of like material... Rent... A, lot, a lot of modern video games like have a certain look now that they didn't used to have right there's a certain way that games are rendered now that with the material based rendering it, it, might, it might be material based or yeah some of it or just lighting techniques have changed um which don't get me wrong are generally more realistic and more accurate and stuff like that but the, the, the but because everything's sort of going in that direction the fact that overwatch looked like it did I don't know, this almost feels like a step back. It's like, you don't... I want you to keep style a little bit. I don't know. I'm like this with a lot of, like, style changes. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm like... like, I don't like it sometimes where it's something I already liked changes because a bit of me goes, but... Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, even TF2 had that kind of effect after they, you know, because it had such a strong look at first, but then they added so much mm. stuff that it kind of watered it down quite a lot. And you could no yeah, longer like, tell the classes quite so easily from their profile and colour and stuff, because they had so many different hats and shit. Yeah, true. And you could argue that was always, that's kind of been a thing in Overwatch from the start, right? Like yeah. The characters still still look like they, they do, but there's quite a lot of characters that are semi-similar looking unless you know uh, who they are, and they can be wildly different based on the skin they're wearing. Mm. And it's um, so you know, unless you're coming up against Winston or something huge, and then it's like, oh yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> in an instant. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, I think we'll one. just have to see how that one goes. Yeah, I don't think they said how far away it is. 
So we'll, we'll just have to see how that pans out. I imagine it can't be very long, though, if it's all just trying to roll into Overwatch 1 and all that stuff. So that's probably going to come out, I don't know, maybe summer next year? Be my guess, unless they've already announced something sooner. Just It just feels weird, especially if you only just bought the Switch version. True. Has but that been popular, the Switch version of the... Uh, I have no idea. That doesn't seem like the best fit, necessarily. Well, I don't know, maybe. No, I mean, but can't say I've really um paid too much attention to it. So I know it runs at like thirty frames per second rather than sixty. So you're losing something there compared to all the other versions, but uh yeah, hard to know really. I imagine it probably plays fine, it's just not the ideal place to play, like Rocket League on Switch. It's like it's mm. it's fine, mm. but it runs at a lower frame rate and stuff like that, which makes it slightly less cool. Okay, what else is going on in um, BlizzCon? Diablo. Diablo 4. Yeah, Yeah, Diablo 4. Announced with a trademark Blizzard ridiculous cinematic, which is really long. It's like eight minutes long. Okay, yeah, I haven't actually watched it. It's pretty cool, as you can, you know, the history of these Blizzard, you know, not really connect. I don't know why do they do I mean I get why they do these but like they do them to announce like new World of Warcraft expansions and stuff but they're not really connected to the game are they like well they are because it's the same characters and stuff but it's like a totally different it's just this thing that they also do of the for promotion I guess but also Mm. ties into the lore of the games and stuff anyway it was pretty cool it's like the summoning of Lilith in a really creepy way uh, and, it's creepy. and some it's with its themes it has to have some level of creepiness yeah well it seems to be going more creepy back to sort of Diablo 1 and 2 kind of levels um, okay and um, based on this yeah and the animation of the people is you know it's quite a few levels above that old Final Fantasy spirits within kind of level of eye <laughs> rendering right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah but then I don't know much about the gameplay of Diablo, so I watched some of the gameplay. I was like, mm, "Yeah, it looks like Diablo." <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna have the same problem looking at this from afar. I've never been a huge Diablo fan. Like I, I think I may have dabbled a tiny amount in one or two. I can't remember which mm. back in the day, but it just didn't. It just never grabbed me. It's, but you it's mostly not... played. You guys mostly played like the similar games, right? Uh, what am I thinking? I mean, of? I played quite quite a bit of Torchlight. Yeah, Torchlight, like, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, which is Diablo esque, I guess. Mm. In- inspired, a dungeoner. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know if they produced this cinematic like to kind of. Presumably, they were doing it anyway, but you know, to as like a big thing for BlizzCon to because of all the controversy and stuff. Uh, I imagine that one, the Diablo 4 announcement was more being born from the fact that, hey, last year we did Diablo yeah, Mobile or whatever. Yeah, it was probably. Called. Yeah. We probably need to do this for real this year. So they have, yeah. And it looks like there's three classes in the opening base game. I think we're going to have a, four or a five real money auction house. Yeah, <laughs> we shall see. Yeah, not really my thing, but it'll be interesting to check in with 
uh, Kippers because he's a uh, he he was de- he was definitely a Diablo two guy. I don't know if he really played three all that much, but maybe four will be back in the kind of two vein. Yeah, vein of two. <laughs> back in the groove. Okay, so that's Blizzard news. Mm. Uh, and now for to a different B. Talk about Bethesda very briefly. Okay. Because they're adding a subscription service to Fallout 76. You know, uh, that that hit game of last that year. That huge success of last year. Yeah. That didn't have any problems at all with its launch and isn't a buggy mess and hasn't delayed all the features they promised multiple times. You know, that one. That what are they game. offering in exchange for this subscription? <laughs> right, so it's like... I forget what it is. It's like $100 for the year or something like that. And you get the ability to have a private server. And you'll also get some of their paid currency each month. That's pretty much it. And they call it like the first subscription or something like that. It's like literally just called the first or something like that. Uh, Yeah, that seems like a lot. That seems like a bit of an ask. For a game that's like already like you know, not exactly got a huge amount of goodwill surrounding it, no. was a full is a full priced game still I think to get in on, and is not a, as good as playing Fallout Four. <laughs> you know, it's it's a weird one, and it's like and now they're introducing tools to basically segment the community even more. I don't, know. I don't know what they're. Yeah, are they trying to tide things over until what have they got coming up? Like Elder Scrolls has got to be a way off still. Oh yeah, Elder Scrolls six. No, is it six or seven? They're on now six. Um, yeah, six. Yeah, that'll be miles away still. As we still haven't heard much about what's going on with Starfield. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dude Bethesda... coming, right? Yeah, now. that's that's not the Softworks, though, is it? That's the no. or the, at least the, the the game studio, whatever it is. It's it's like yeah, Doom is id, is id, of course. But um, yeah, I don't know what Bethesda Bethesda are actually up to, really. Um, they've, they've probably got a bit of a gap until an actual an actual release. So milk it seems to be the uh, message from on high. Milk it, milk it, in in. In their defense, supposedly the private server thing has actually been one of, like, hugely requested by their community. <laughs> That's not in their defense, because they basically decided to make you pay for a thing that people thought was going to be free. <laughs> or did they uh, just a regular update. Well, because they, they've already bought the game, and they were like, our oh, professor wants to know what, how we think this game can be improved, so obviously they're just going to patch it. But no, now you got to pay money for it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know if like renting a private server though. That's not something you. But it's not renting a private server, is it? It's, it's just like a cloud server that just emerges, and apparently they might not even be like real, like private. They might be like reused instances in some cases. No, it's almost certainly going to be like some kind of dynamically allocated thing. It's not like you're probably renting physical hardware somewhere because that's just not how server servers work really these days. Um, but like you know, they—it's not like they had to buy more hardware or anything. Oh no, it's almost certainly that they bought too much, right? That they have just these servers lying around and they need mm. some way to monetize them. It's, it's more likely that could be. Um, but it's not even really like any different anyway, because in fact, I'd say like 
it's probably not even more server instances that already existed because it's not, not like that game is an MMO. It's just like, you know, a few people get shoved into a server together and then depending mm. on where they go, they like disengage or whatever. So it's, you know, when you say it's a private server, it's really just like it's limits what people can connect to it. But I'm sure that uh, that number of players would still have been playing on that number of servers, really. Maybe. Yeah, it's hard to know exactly how that's going to pan out. You, might, you I mean, you might be honest something. Technology-wise, that might be just how they're doing it. They're just segmenting instances to be like, I'm in private mode, therefore my group of... I think it's limited to, like, so one subscriber can also allow seven other non-subscribers into their private instance. Well, yeah, it's meant to be like... It's meant to be like a server, even though it isn't. Yeah. So, like, you could pull... Like just seven people, you know, you could have just eight people on this server. I don't, I don't know if that means if you had like two subscribers in your group, you could theoretically pull sixteen in. Um, and I'm not sure they've made it clear whether or not the person who is the subscriber has to be online in order for they, the other I seven to play. To <laughs> right. Okay. So that limits it a little bit as well. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of an odd one. I, I don't think it's like. Two hundred. I mean, Minecraft like pet charges for realms, right? It's like it's sure, but those are uh, more like it, servers because it's like no, it's persistent. Are they though? They're just the yeah. Well, I imagine this is persistent as well. It's, otherwise, what's the point? It's yeah, but I mean, it's persistent. Like the owner can log off. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Right, the realm just runs, and those who have access can get in. Yeah, I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, still a bit. Still, it still feels slightly. Feels like a bad move for a game that hasn't exactly done a lot right. They need to make some moves that make people feel good about the game, or outsiders feel good about the game. Or maybe they're just saying, sod it, like no one else is going to buy this game, so we need to try and milk up the community that we have. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't sit right with me. If it was a good game, <laughs> then maybe this wouldn't end up feeling so bad. But it's not, unless they think everyone's wrong. The world thinks this is a bad game, but we're Bethesda, and we know otherwise. <laughs> anyway. That's that. Uh, Death Stranding is getting a PC version. Indeed. Hooray. Good it's summer next year. Did Horizon Zero Dawn get one? No, I'm just thinking it's the same no. engine, right? It is the same engine, mm. so this will probably be the first time that the Decimer engine has had a PC release. Interesting. Um, yeah, there's no way Zero Dawn would be released on PC. It's just not what... Are you going to get that game, Rob? What, Zero Dawn or Death Stranding? Death Stranding. I don't know. I keep flip-flopping between between going it. I mean, because it's it's just come out, I'm having that classic, like, yeah, "Yeah, 50 quid for something I'm not 100% on. Yeah, maybe worth waiting, but we're not going to have... I don't think we're going to have any coverage otherwise, (laughs) because I'm not going to play that, I don't think. No? It hasn't appealed to you? No, I really like... 
Metal Gear Solid Five, even though you know, as we always say, it was unfinished. And but I think it's because I think its level of bullshit Kojima story was actually slightly less than some of the prior Metal Gears, although maybe not. I don't know, but um, the game itself was really good. Like it was the best ever stealth game. This um, open world, you know, combination and the. AI was really good and it was just really fun sandbox with like a lot of cool stuff mm. you could do. It was a really good game un- under there, even though it combined with all of the Kojima ridiculousness um, worked really well. But then of course it had that unfinished thing where like chapter, you know, act two or whatever, where, you know, you're replaying missions and stuff and it, yeah. or whatever. And it was all really weird. And then it doesn't then it quite somehow... tie together at the end. Yeah somehow doing those replays would trigger a new cutscene new cutscenes and like it was all a bit fucked up but i didn't really mind because the game was so good like uh, and and the, already like the story was kind of ridiculous um um and like death standing it looks it stranding it looks like the the game has probably got better co- better quality bullshit or uh, quality how would you refer to it like the, the kind fidelity. of the ma- <laughs> The madness you want. It's got maybe yeah, okay. more of that. Dialed um, in madness. Yeah. More layers of insanity. The, th- the advantage that Metal Gear Solid 5 had and is you already, it was building on layers of insanity from years and years. And it was, you know, had characters in it that were, you know, had been set up since the 80s in some ways. Mm. Um, but also it kind of screwed up because like Revolver Ocelot in Metal Gear Solid 5 was kind of boring when he used to be like this awesome character yeah and kind of very different from who he yeah. ended up being and yeah i mean if you're if you know the series as a whole like a lot of the stuff from phantom pain really doesn't tie into the other Not stuff very well at really. all um, and the, i mean and the twist know, Sahalanthropus yeah. is like more advanced than metal gear yeah you know? oh but that's always, typical like it, I mean, yeah they there's a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of that already in the series but they they went way more here, you know, there was way more of that in five than there was. Well, in- actually, I think that the, the most insane um, kind of technology anachronism bullshit is the preceding um, PSP game. Whatever, what oh, was it Peace called? Peace Walker. Peace Walker, which actually is really important in the lore of Metal Gear Solid and has like is set in like the seventies and has like super intelligent ai drones and shit in south america or mm. something or and, and like full-on metal gears and stuff and that really doesn't make sense um because at least with the 60s one sorry to go into metal gear but the metal gear solid 3 i thought did it relatively well it didn't have a proper metal gear it had a kind of proto one right mm. and that kind of worked really well um and big boss and everything but then this then then peace walker kind of screwed that up in my opinion and then um metal gear solid 5 sort of carries on from peace walker at the start um you know with the mother base well no no it's the prologue what's it called what was it called the one where you're on that uh ground zeros yeah ground zeros yeah yeah the end of that like carried on from peace walker and had mother base being destroyed and everything and Mm. anyway Bloody blah, I'm just saying. <laughs> Back to Death Stranding, like the walking simulator thing. Yeah, I don't know. I looks sort of intriguing, but I just I yeah, don't that's think what I mean. It's like it's, it, yeah, it's hard to know, it, like whether or not. I don't know if I'd be like screaming at it the whole time, just being like, "Oh, why did you overbalance her? You stupid, yeah, Sam Bridges man." 
Just uh, just walk in a straight line. Hmm. I mean, I like the idea of him being unshackled from Metal Gear and not having to do a military-themed game about nuclear proliferation, which is the main theme of Metal Gear, right? Sure, yeah. You could completely get away with that and go away from that and do something totally different, which is a great mm. idea, but this is what he's done? Hmm, okay. <laughs> I mean, it is wild, like, in concept. Yeah. It's like, as I, say, it's, I think it's more just what that, what the moment to moment is more than anything else like yeah. i don't mind and like i'm kind of all in on its crazy ass concepts and yeah. things like that and then the cutscenes and guillermo del toro and die hard man i mean that stuff yeah all that stuff is sounds sounds great and in its own mad kind of way you know two bad guys you've got mads milkelson and troy baker it's like oh good names and, and like, i want to see what what the hell happens but mm. in order to Get that twenty percent of good stuff. I've got to spend eighty percent of my time just wandering, doing delivery missions, um, and like it does look beautiful. Like the art direction does look amazing, but yeah. it just doesn't seem. I worth don't know. It to I, me. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, maybe I, that's I, why it will be intriguing. But it sounds long as well. Like yeah, a, a good a good fifty sixty hours sort of thing. I think you could get stuff out of it if you had the time. If one had the time, one could get stuff out of it. But like bang per buck per minute doesn't seem there to me mm. from what from my initial impressions from these uh, uh, from trying to understand the sense that people are making of it or like thereof. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I'm probably not going to. I'm probably going to give that a miss, which is a shame in some ways. Well, by all accounts, uh, it sounds like a hugely polished thing, which is which is great. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, the fact that you can do something so out, so outlandish with such a triple A in the triple A kind of space is kind yeah, of yeah, it's, it's refreshing. Cool. Yeah, it's refreshing. I'm not saying I, I mean, want every I mean, game to be the same. I'm definitely not. No, it's just that like when you take a risk, you, you can, you know, that's great, but you could screw it up. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. And that, I, 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 know, I know what you mean. It's really nice to see a triple A game push push in such a weird direction like it seems yeah. so unusual now but that's what yeah. happens like even games like the evil within that on their surface like you look at and think like oh right yeah this is trying to be weird and push the horror genre in strange directions it's a kind of a third person shooter really isn't it in, in many ways hmm. like in terms of its actual gameplay it's like it actually doesn't boil down to anything particularly risky at all just the setting and you know, if you're being super reductive, most games are that, right? They're a, they're a probably a third person shooter of some kind, yeah, in some sort of setting. Um, I quite like that Death Stranding is not about shooting or combat, and that if you kill anyone, then they immediately explode and kill everyone in a massive radius. So you could, so everything has to be non lethal. I quite like that. that's quite mm. a cool concept. Yeah. I don't know if they immediately. I think after a while they explode or something like that. Sure, right. Yeah. Uh, so corpses are incredibly dangerous, so you can't kill anyone. It's kind of cool. There's some neat concepts. Well, yeah, and the time fall sounds cool. It, it sounds stupid, but it sounds cool. Sounds cool. Beach things. BTs and BBs. And... Yeah. How many more acronyms can we get in there? That's very congenial. He, he wasn't able to use all the military acronyms, so he's had to create a whole load more. Yeah. Get that chiral network going. <laughs> no, it probably won't be any mentions of CQC, though. 
<laughs> that's the thing it's that metal gear has the advantage of being camp <laughs> like like if you get all these really good actors in then <laughs> you know you don't get any you, stupidness you, like that are you saying david hater's not a good actor no he's good but you know what i mean it is camp in fairness i was i might have been about to back you up actually i'm not sure he's ever been like truly great like no he's, i mean all right yeah i mean i would have i don't know if I don't know how I feel about replacing him with um, Donald. Uh, no, 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 no. I would, I would have preferred I to have kept Hater than, yeah. than to put Kiefer in, for sure. Because they clearly didn't have enough time to actually get all the lines they wanted with Kiefer. With Kiefer, yeah. I, I suppose it makes a little bit of sense given where that plot ended up, I guess. Hmm. In the end, why he would have a different voice. but Sort of, yeah, that's true. Although... Like Ishmael has Kiefer's voice in the True. opening sequence, so well that whole like yeah. the way the way that that opening is framed in that and the last sequence, it's yeah, it doesn't make it that doesn't make any sense either. It's like why would no, why just why no no, it's dumb in, in a you know gloriously dumb way. <laughs> yeah, gloriously dumb. Uh, right. It's like the game that doesn't normally fall into that category, though, is The Last of Us. Mm. And the only glor- gloriously dumb thing about that is they had that whole state of play where basically the only point in it was to say, hey, Last of Us 2 is coming out February in 2020. It's not. It's coming out May 2020. Delayed. Delayed. And the Naughty Dog have come out there and said, hey, yeah, we just this we we just couldn't hit this deadline. Basically, yeah, it's... fair. Self-imposed deadline. Yeah, it motivates people, I suppose. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there are uh, Ian Hink from the Easy Allies podcast. He did sort of anecdotally say he knew a few naughty dog devs, and they were like, "Ah, oh, so February, huh?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, February." And they, they, they're just saying that they sort of looked nervous about the whole thing, and now, <laughs> yeah, and now it makes a whole lot of sense. It seems fine. I mean, this is going to be a. Oh, well, I mean, so what's the Sony kind of first party kind of lineup? We've got Death Stranding now. That we've got that next year, and then PlayStation Five. So you know, yeah, there's still there's still no word on Ghost of Tsushima, but like. Supposedly, like the delay for Ghost of Tsushima was to be was to push it into. Rumors are that it was going to be pushed into summer of next year, even though nothing's been truly announced of when that thing's coming out. Just to sort of get out of the way of The Last of Us, right? So apparently, their development tracks were somewhat in sync. They were mm. they were probably going to be ready at about the same time, but Ghost of Tsushima was the one that was pushed. So I wonder if, I mean, they probably. Then. They probably won't now because it's like it's kind of yeah. that. That sounds kind of mean, right? <laughs> like yeah. to suddenly cr- um, suddenly crimp the, their their release schedule by three months would probably be a bit harsh at this point. But maybe they will end up coming out pretty close together. But you know, the 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 the, the other part of the rumor was is that it's like, hey, don't expect this to have been converted to a PS5 game. Um, no. But they're leaving it quite late. Hmm. And if that's the case, I feel kind of bad for them because it's like if they've been pushed back by Sony to, for, for these sorts of reasons. I'm sure it'll come out. It'll just come out, even if it's the same time. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's a bit, a bit weird. But like, I guess you could at least say PS5 will be back compat, right? So yeah, definitely will. You'd hope. So it will come out and it will still probably look great and probably run great. Make it 4K. Which apparently uh, Death Stranding also does a very good job of. Games are like, looking ridiculous these days. Like, <laughs> like very good 4K checkerboard rendering, supposedly, and also um, uh, a very good HDR implementation for those that have the kit. You've got HDR on your TV, right? I do, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I guess your TV is a good reason <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. looking games. Yeah. I can just use it as a technical showpiece and then hate every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> walking around. Just walking around. Playing Tetris Taking... trying to trying to load up your backpack. <laughs> I think that's a lot of the game is like stacking up your backpack in these awkward menus. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that as well. Better have a really sick remix of Tetris now. Ding 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 ding. That's all I've got for news, unless Zach has some last-minute surprises, which he sometimes does. Well, <laughs> there's the thing that that's not quite a rumour, maybe, but apparently... EA, well, no, I guess it's not a rumour. <laughs> EA is going to put their games back on Steam again. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. They've Started with the new one. Like, it's literally on the front page of Steam right now. Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. <laughs> they want to sell some copies of that, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> So, you know, in about, like, five years, everyone will be back on Steam. <laughs> Next up, Ubisoft the... will come back to Steam. Do <laughs> you think that will happen with TV services? Like, everything will leave Netflix and then try and go out on its own and then come back? <laughs> Sky, Sky will buy them up. That'll be the problem. Sky will just buy everyone. So that's weird. But, like... I don't know. It's like Origin seemed like the one that was actually working of the of the alternate stores. Um, what more than? Yeah, like I, I mean, I guess because it, but they, it was only working in the sense that they had exclusivity, right? It, it, it only worked because you could only get Battlefront Two there, for instance. Sure, but I mean, it was like functional, I guess. <laughs> oh, I mean, in terms of an actual working store, yeah, okay, it's more acceptable than the Epic Store. It's it, you know they launched it in a decent state, and it's remained in a fairly decent state, apart from when it tries to update Apex Legends. God damn it, <laughs> that is busted ass half the time for me. It's really frustrating. Like it'll, uh, yeah, updates just fail constantly. I've had to re-download Apex Legends in full a good couple times because <laughs> it just don't get it right. And I guess there was also a weird, a very weird rumor about the upcoming Nintendo Direct, which already this rumor might have already been proved completely wrong by the fact that it hasn't already happened. <laughs> but there was a rumor about the Nintendo Direct coming very soon. Mm. The initial rumor said the first, but you know it's the second now, so. <laughs> Apparently, this rumor may be entirely false, but it was a very strange rumor because it had like it had bits which you were like, "Oh yeah, I guess that that sounds about right," and then a bit, then bits that were like, "Okay, that's slightly weird," and then you had the end where it's like, "Okay, this is clearly just bullshit, isn't it?" Because like at the start, it's like, "Oh, they're going to 
it's like uh, Terry Bogart is going to hit Smash like really sm- like in, within the next week they're going to announce that and then they're going to announce Kid Icarus 2 for the Switch and it's like well yeah, okay I guess they could do that <laughs> and then it's like yeah. and then it's like the last Smash Brothers character is going to be the Doom Marine and it's like well that's weird but I, you know that could happen <laughs> that would be pretty cool but then the last the end of the rumor was like and they're going to announce Minecraft 2 <laughs> What? And then, and then even more ridiculous than that, and they're going to announce GTA 6 for Switch. Exclusively for Switch. It's like, like well, okay, now this is just dumb. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Minecraft 2, that was almost believable, but like GTA 6, um, no. <laughs> yeah, you've lost me. But even Minecraft 2, there's no way Microsoft would announce that on Switch first. Uh, no, they would probably want to push that on Xbox and Windows 10, right? Yeah. As, as much as Microsoft and Nintendo get along, there's no way that's going to be first announced on Switch. <laughs> if Minecraft 2 is a thing, do you reckon that's what happened to the Super Duper graphics update? <laughs> well, you could say that about practically any of the updates of Minecraft that still haven't happened. Mm. Like, even the different versions of Minecraft still have never managed to get aligned like they said they were going to. But then, surely, like that Minecon that was like a month or so ago, surely that would have been where they would have announced Minecraft 2 rather well, than. Well, yeah, that as well. <laughs> rather than announcing a whole load more, you know, a roadmap, so to speak, of what, what they're doing I, next. I mean, if you want to really say like give this rumor an insane amount of benefit of the doubt you could fit, you could imagine that like they'd seen minecraft dungeons and mistaken it for minecraft 2 oh maybe <laughs> but then but then i would have thought that you look at minecraft dungeons and been like oh wait how does it look actually Are you playing it from first person no like, it's minecraft, third person or... like diablo right yeah so i would look at that that's what i thought so i'd look at that and be like oh that's a minecraft spin-off i wouldn't say that's minecraft 2 yeah but whenever they show like when they do minecraft adverts or whatever at e3 or whatever it's never from the first person perspective you're always always seeing the characters running around in the world Hmm. yeah i guess i suppose you're right but then they'd show some first person Well, it wouldn't, or it wouldn't be from a fixed-looking isometric perspective. Yeah, that—that's maybe the case. But anyway, that rumor seems incredibly unlikely. But <laughs> if somehow <laughs> any of that turns out to be true, it would be fairly weird. If you'd said Overwatch Two to me, I'd have said that was pretty unlikely and fair. <laughs> well, well, maybe. Especially for Switch. <laughs> well, we still don't know. Is that coming out? Did they say this, that one's going to be on Switch? They haven't actually talked about anything like that, as far no. as I can tell. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. But I, you know, I mean, Terry Bogart is meant to come out this month, I guess. They said November, didn't they? Yeah, they did say November. And apparently the Smash Brothers website has updated to say just coming soon under him rather than November. <laughs> so I guess that's as much confirmation as you're going to get that it is going to happen in November. And normally, or, or not, or it's been delayed. Well, normally with the Smash Brothers updates to this point, they've come pretty immediately in the month they said they were going to. Right? It's not like the yeah, last Banjo. week of, of of the month. It's normally like immediately. So yeah, true. Banjo was pretty quick as well. So mm. it's just in general, I wouldn't be at all surprised if if he does happen probably this week. But I'm not sure whether that is necessarily also going to coincide with a Nintendo Direct. <laughs> 
talked about character drops. Yeah. Have you played that Lethal League yet? No. I forgot. I like when the, as soon as it updated, and I was like, "Oh, the new character's out!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, of course it is, because it's a it's a spooky character, conveniently tied for Halloween. Why didn't I spot that before?" <laughs> but no, I it haven't seems, played. It seems kind of cool, though. Well, I haven't played it, so I don't know how it works, and maybe that's yeah. for the best. <laughs> so we can so make a video about it. <laughs> <laughs> True, the character design looks cool though. Mm. With his weird cat. Cape, shadow cat cape. <laughs> so that may be our next upcoming video, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. You could enjoy the three of us playing Overcooked right now on YouTube in three-player mode, just to be weird. And just because there's, there's three of us, yeah. <laughs> That's the real reason. Yes. You gotta find a game where that actually works. Keep kicking this microphone, I'm sorry. It looks like you can hear that. A little bit. Yeah. But I'm sure it's no worse than me hitting my microphone because it's right next to my face. Yeah. My feet are unruly. <laughs> unruly. I think you're clipping a bit when you get infused, Zach. That's the only, no, that's the only, that's the only thing I'm seeing. <laughs> Audio. How are we doing for news then? Yeah, I guess that's it, probably. I mean, we could talk about how Ubisoft was super honest about the, why they think Breakpoint is doing badly. Well, the fact that they explicitly said it's bad and it's going to fuck up all their <laughs> financials. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's bad enough. Well, that wasn't the only reason it, like, it's messing up their financials. Like, It's messing up their financials because they decided to push three other games out of the financial year to try and improve their quality rather than just pump them out. Yeah. Um, it's just refreshing that they straight up admitted it's like, hey, we didn't need to put out another live service game so soon after Wildlands. It's like, that's what they think is wrong with this. It's like Wildlands was a step in a weird, in a slightly different direction for the series. You know, they did the open world for Ghost Recon the first time. It's like, okay, maybe there's a bit of intrigue there as to why this might be good. And then what is it, two years-ish? Since Wildlands, that then they do Breakpoint, and it's like, yeah, the 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 demand wasn't there yet, is what they believe. And <laughs> or you know, what... the whole fact that they're fucking with the whole concept of Tom Clancy games, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, and that. <laughs> and you know, people have reservations about that thing in general, so it's that the systems don't necessarily gel together, and that it just might not actually just be very good. That might not help, so. I think it's kind of nice, especially for someone like Ubisoft, who are known to just pump stuff out on a schedule. To not be pumping stuff out on so much of a schedule. <laughs> for like a month or two, though. <laughs> Until the final yeah. year ends, and then I'm sure oh, yeah. all those other games will suddenly come out. They'll all come out in May 2020. Because <laughs> like, what, Watch Dogs 3 was March-ish, I want to yeah. say. So that's now pushed out. Um, they said Gods and Monsters has been pushed, but no one knew when that release date was anyway. Yeah, and it didn't seem like it was going to be very close, regardless. Because mm. it was only quite an early teaser that they showed. Yeah, so uh, I forget what the third thing was they said they pushed, but... Well, Beyond Good and Evil 2 has to come out at some point, eventually. But I'm sure that... Yeah, I don't but... think that was even the third one. I think that no. <laughs> there was another one. 
I don't think that's ever been slated for a 2020 release, like ever. So <laughs> we'll keep waiting. I'll be patient. Let it cook. I reckon a game can be overcooked. Like there's <laughs> <laughs> this is literally a game we've just talked about. Yeah, <laughs> Do you reckon the game can be overcooked? Yes, it's called overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the, in the sense of like letting it cook, in that sense, could you reckon a game can spend too long in development and come out well, I mean, somehow? Probably. We'll developed. just have to wait to see what happens with Star Citizen. <laughs> 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 then we'll know the answer to that question. I mean, maybe. Well, you know, Solid Five would have been better if it had less died. And... Develop. And you know what? Well, you reckon if they knew they 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 had to just fit it all in chapter one? Maybe. Well, there's still Duke Nukem know. Forever as well. The other classic example <laughs> that doesn't count oh, though because that didn't really go on that long. It just took. Wait, yeah, it sort of did, wasn't it? It was over a decade. Yeah, but it's not like it was being actively developed like the That's whole true. time. Yeah, it the, wasn't like what came out was like a salvaged game plus new, right? I think. Like yeah, I, as, as far as I understand, it. I think it was mostly cobbled together, but sort of yeah. touched up here and there. Mostly. Made somewhat consistently bad. How about that? They, they put a consistency pass over it, and it averaged out the whole thing to poop. It's a good <laughs> question. Like, what, what, what spent too long in the oven and could, could have done with just being released earlier? It's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Star Citizen. <laughs> don't know if that counts. I don't know what that counts as. don't know what it is, so... Right. So that'll be news! It's time for what you've been playing. Games! Games! What you've been playing, Zeg? Well, for the last two weeks, I've been playing more or less only one thing, which is helpful <laughs> for talking about on the podcast, although... Convenient to talk about the other smaller things. I mean, I guess I've <laughs> helpfully I could look at this helpful Steam window while I'm here. I'll just look at what I played in the last two weeks. Oh, convenient. uh-huh. conveniently list them. Uh, I went back into Astroneer for like a few minutes because of their Halloween thing. Mm. Go and find some pumpkins, get get a skin <laughs> for your astronaut suit, I guess. <laughs> and also because they've you know put some, put some other stuff in. A few other modules and bits and pieces, jetpack, weird scanner device to go and find wrecked, wrecked like representations of classic space vehicles like Voyager or whatever. Those used to be in the game before, but now they're just they've re reintroduced them as this new like system where you have to scan for them. Hmm. So yeah, I wandered around, and helpfully there's a. <laughs> Helpfully, there's a bug that makes it so that the pump, pump, pumpkins don't appear on one of the planets that the update said they were were, were going to appear on. <laughs> so I wandered around on that planet for like an hour and a half and was like, where the fuck are these goddamn pumpkins? And then just went to the forums and was like, oh, they don't appear on that planet even though it said they would. <laughs> just fly to this other planet, you'll see them in about two seconds. <laughs> right. So I did that. And it was true. They were right there. <laughs> Rumors are true. So that, um, and that's that's. I mean, apart from very small other things, the that's pretty much it. Apart from the new game, which we, which I mentioned briefly at the end of the last episode, but we couldn't remember its name, and that was because it has a name that was Rob had confused with Autoroshev, 
the other right, game. Yeah. Yep. It's called Autonauts. It's uh, the yes. same letters. That's why we were confused. <laughs> and also kind of generic name, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. But yes. It's a game where you build little robots and then programming them to build other stuff and you you know, collect resources and all that stuff. <laughs> all the stuff that I usually do in games. One of those. Except it's like slightly more like I guess small scale. It's, it doesn't scale as much as anything like Factorio or any of those other types of games. You're still only commanding a certain like a tens of robots, I guess maybe. <laughs> but it has like a kind of weird system where you where the you sort of program the robots, but not really because it you basically set them in record mode. You do the actions, and then it records them into like a, a list. So it just look, records the actions that you perform, and like or like you can set. Well, after you've performed them yourself, you can look at the programming, I guess, and like edit it slightly, but not really. It's not like typing programming. It's block. You know, you drag and drop blocks around, mm. but you can't like create blocks. You have to perform the action. The robot has to see it. You can't like create. So it's kind of awkward if you want to say set a robot to recharge another robot because in order to do that you have to have a uncharged robot that you can go and charge yourself Hmm. so it can witness the charging process yeah so it can witness you doing it (laughs) but yeah then you fiddle then you can like shift those commands around in the in the like loop or whatever and then create extra loops to have conditional loops and that kind of stuff not very conditional loops but slightly slightly conditional and then you set the robots to do whatever you tell them to and then hope that it works because again that's the the game of solving the programming language where you're like why did this robot suddenly decide not to do the thing that i just told it to do and then you build more advanced robots with bigger brains that can store more commands kind of an interesting approach because it's like I'm sort of thinking about the limitations of that system now and that if they if they have to watch you do a little thing it means you can't necessarily program a big hey if there's if there's something here to charge then go ahead and charge it and then but don't hang around and wait for it to fully charge go and do something else yeah you you have to like it's kind of weird because you it has a lot of options to do like kind of fancy stuff like the robots have like a backpack so if they're holding a tool in their hand you can put the tool into the backpack and then have them like pick something up now that their hands are free and then do something else but because of the way the, the you have a limited number of commands you can perform it's usually better just to make another robot and just separate the two tasks rather than going through the whole hassle of adding all these extra commands to like manipulate what items you're holding mm. So you can do fancy stuff, but it's often better just to just to have more robots, which you know, I guess that's kind of cool. <laughs> just build more. And of course you just automate the robots to make more robots. Naturally. <laughs> can you automate the robots to make more robots with a specific program already in them? Kind of, because there's an item you can get that that you can use to basically copy and paste what the programming of a robot. So in theory you could program one robot, copy its programming into this disk, and then program another robot so that when a new robot gets produced, it just uploads that data immediately. (laughs) Mm. 
theoretically that would work but there's not really any reason to do that because it's very unlikely that you're going to need an infinite number of robots doing one thing you're more likely to need just like three or four and then you need a different program i was considering that maybe if you built your if you built the bit of your base that was building the robots far away and you wanted all the robots to just walk to where you were, you could theoretically have that automatic programming be uploaded. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so they just come find you, you turn around and be like, ah! <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's quite a weird little thing. And, you know, it's clearly planning to have updates because it's on the title screen it says phase one the agricultural re revolution where you know <laughs> this early phase of the game is all about initially building the robots which are helpfully made out of wood <laughs> <laughs> of course so it's about forestry and then farming where you're planting crops to feed the little colonist dudes and then it's uh, towards the end of the tech tree at the moment it gets it just starts to get into sort of the very beginning of the industrial age, I guess, where little bits of water wheels and some kind of power system that I haven't seen yet. But yeah, they clearly are intending to extend it, maybe, but we'll see. So is this, what does this count as? Is it in, I assume it's an early access, or is it just at at? I think it's just come out of early access, okay. but it, it's just, it seems like they just want to just do updates for it, so right, we'll yeah. see. Makes sense. Otherwise, it might be an early access forever. Yeah, it's just like, hey, this is a working idea. This is this this is complete by for some definition of complete. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it's it, it's functional, but uh, like judging by the way the tech tree goes, it, does, it definitely doesn't have an ending of any kind. Not that hmm. these games usually have endings, really. It's not like Factorio really has an ending. Just launch the rocket and then a, a screen pops up that says you win, but that's not really the end. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's not really a problem that it just doesn't really do anything towards the end of the tech tree. But yeah, I played a bunch of that, fiddled around with a bunch of robot programming. Mm -hmm. But I feel like maybe I'm already done with it for a while again. Wait for some updates. Mm. So how long would you say is like? <laughs> ooh, I've done it again. Three <laughs> feet. Um, how long would you say is like too long for you to get bored of one of these? Then when they don't have enough features. Well, it depends what like how many options there are to solve the same problem. I suppose it's like that's the main advantage of Factorio and some of the other ones is like because there's a lot of different ways to do the same thing. or Well, not really different ways, but different arrangements to do the same thing, I guess you'd say. Whereas with this, because you're programming the robots and the robots are... Well, the, the robots move like you, there's no, like, sort of logistics... Well, there is logistics, but it's not, like, logistics of, of arrangements of stuff. You can put stuff <laughs> wherever you want and the robots will just find their way to the place where they have to interact with the thing because they can walk like you can. <laughs> Automatically, so they're not restricted by the environment in because in you know, any differently from you. Yeah, it's not like you have to path them or anything. They just and they don't, you know, they don't collide with each other. They just clip through if there's more than oh, one okay. robot in the same place. But yeah, so that makes it maybe slightly less complicated in certain ways. But the programming language makes it slightly more complicated in that aspect. But so it kind of once you've 
figured out the way to get the programming to do what you wanted to do you're, you you do just start being like oh i'm just going to copy and paste or not even just copy and paste just like i'm just going to build this programming the same way every time essentially like if your hands are empty go to the toolbox and get a tool and then do your thing until your hands are empty then you go to the toolbox and get a tool it's just like that loop is very common for all the robots that use tools to do things so yeah we'll see where that if that gets more complicated when they start adding the later technologies because arguably adding more to the tech tree isn't really adding more complexity to the sort of underlying mechanics of the game you're still just programming the robots the same way just adding more tech tree would just give you more things to do for longer but you're still doing the same actual mechanical process mm. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they could introduce more. What if they introduced more so you could tech your way to more movement options and then use those movement options in interesting ways? Or is it just not possible to use the movement in interesting ways? Yeah. Like if they've if they've given you this much freedom from the start, is there any way to add some other thing that would restrict it in any way? I mean, I guess there is water, but it doesn't. The map, the randomly generated map, doesn't like create physical barriers anywhere mm. that you'd have to like create a special boat lane or whatever to go across. <laughs> and, yeah, I think so, so, like you could fly, for instance, or like you can get around the map anywhere, but then they can't for some reason, forcing <sighs> you to like build some solutions to that. Or mm, yeah, I don't know. It seems like the only thing that is that is obviously going to come from the any expanded like additional content they make is just like more complex recipes i guess but because of the way the robots have limited brain power as well you're still going to be essentially having individual robots doing like small tasks it's not necessarily going to make each individual robots programming more complicated you're just going to have a lot more robots doing small individual tasks It's like, <laughs> I've got this stupid idea in my head. Like, what if you could get, like, these robots need to get over this cliff so they can go get this thing on top of the cliff. And then, so I'll build a giant elevator. But the elevator, like, needs to be powered, needs to have a robot to push the button that you, to say go to lift someone up or something like that. So you're having to program in something to do this traversal mechanic, make it a little easier for your robots to get where they need to go. Like, could you go that direction? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you could, but it wouldn't be that much different from anything else. It's just like you're no, I guess, but it's inserting one extra robot into the process. Yeah, I guess. But you're using a robot to assist other robots in traversal rather than just thing. Well, you can have robots pick up other robots if you want. <laughs> <laughs> can I create, like, a, um, a Goomba pile? Yep, you sure can. And it's sort of diagonal because they hold the robot in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's actually kind of cool. Giant Goomba pile. Yes, and that's that, more or less. Um, they pick up a robot facing backwards so you could create a zigzag. <laughs> I don't think they can. I think it's automatically facing the forward direction. So yeah, I haven't really played anything else. There's been several <laughs> the, the, the sort of I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing for the new Steam library 
mm. the like the whole news feed along the top which tells you about things that have been updating in your library because normally i'd look at the i'd have the downloads menu and then whenever i'd see a new download i'd be like oh, okay what's updated and then i'd go look but now it's just in this news feed so it's even easier to see <laughs> all the things that are updating in my steam constantly and maybe some things that aren't even installed like there's a, one of these new posts about no man's sky which i'm pretty sure isn't installed at the moment is it no it isn't <laughs> and space engineers so yeah, yeah, maybe I'll get. I feel I'm feeling the draw to go back to something else again. Mm-hmm. Although I'm definitely like, I don't know. I feel like I need to play something actually new, even though I literally have just played this new thing. <laughs> right, it doesn't sound like it's made too much of a uh, an impact on me. Well, it was just like it was good for the amount of time that it took, but it wasn't that, you know. I guess I did play it quite a lot, but it wasn't that deep, I suppose. I'll tell you what, maybe I should think about is Louise Mansion 3, right? <laughs> Since I'm the one who played 2. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. I kind of forgot that that was coming out, I suppose. but It looks good. And I guess I'll probably have to get a physical version, because otherwise I'll have to fucking get an expansion to my Switch's memory card, mm. which... I don't know. I guess arguably that is like, is it better to buy a memory card once and be able to install a bunch of games or just to continue buying physical cards? Like, in Nintendo's case, it's not really a, the cost isn't any different between buying physical and, and digital games because they very rarely have any difference in price or sales. <laughs> so, arguably, buying. A, a better memory card is just an additional expense that's not really necessary. Hmm. <laughs> so I guess I'll if I can go on Amazon and see if I can get a get physical copy of that. <laughs> Mario. Maybe. Then maybe we should start playing the entire thing in co-op with Gooigi. <laughs> maybe. We'll see how that actually works. Yeah. It's the year of Guigi. <laughs> am I am I just standing around for ages waiting for you to do a thing? Is that what Guigi does? Or vice does? versa? Or, or is my entire plan to just get in your way the whole time? <laughs> Anti cop. Yeah. So that's that. Okay. I was just looking at this, the, 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 the Steam What's New list because I haven't actually really looked at the new library layout all that much. They've got their winter roadmap for, uh, for Rocket, for Rocket League. League. <laughs> yeah. Such as, the, as it is. Yeah, I shouldn't, shouldn't really read this on air. Don't talk about blueprints, that's all I care about, really. No. Ah, I'm getting some buzzing sound on the track. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The buzz. Whatever you're doing, stop doing it. I'm not doing anything. Okay. Someone was doing something. <laughs> Or just Rob kicked the mic too hard and now it's actually buggered. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> Kick it back into shape. <laughs> yeah. okay. How about that? Cool. Uh, Rob, then, what have you been playing? Uh, not a huge amount these last two weeks. I did dip back into Bloodstained a little bit. <laughs> to try, like, basically to try, you know, I'd sort of finished that game already. Hmm. But I kind of what I didn't have a huge amount of map left to discover, so I was like, oh, maybe I can find where these last few things are, and um, maybe do some of the optional bosses that I didn't do before. 
Um, so I went and did all of that stuff. Didn't get any friggin' achievements for it. Um, and well, I couldn't find 100% of the map in the end. I, I struggled with it, so I had to look look up a few of the last the last couple secret rooms that I just hadn't found. Otherwise, I'd be traversing the entire map again, like poking my sword into every wall to see where these hmm. extra rooms were. But uh, I hadn't. I knew I hadn't missed many, so it was just a question of mopping those up, seeing if there was anything interesting in them. Uh, there's a room full of music boxes. I found that you could turn all of them on at the same time and make a hell of a racket. <laughs> yeah, that that game's still strangely addictive in just how it feels and how it how it actually plays. I I, I like the way that it feels to play. Um, so it's like a nice. I, I find it quite nice now that I'm really very powerful and overpowered for most areas in that game. Just walking through them, one shotting everything, feels quite nice. Um, but I'm probably super done with it now. Super done. Super done. Um, so I've been moving on to Devil May Cry 5. Devil May Cry. Because it's on Game Pass. And I might as ah. well. <laughs> as always. Yeah. Can't, didn't you try this before? I can't remember. I played Devil May Cry 4. Not ah, that long that's ago. right. And I think I did it last, about, probably about this time last year, actually. And you were like, why do people like this so much? Yeah, because it was, I don't know, I didn't get it. Because it's, like, Devil May Cry 4 was about the same time as the first Bayonetta, I think, that sort of era. And I, I, I like, having played Bayonetta 1 and 2 and then going back to Devil May Cry 4, I'm just, I had, I was very confused and like, 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 but Bayonetta plays so much better. Like, it feels so much nicer. I like the dodge any, at any time mechanic. And this feels, oddly deliberate and unfair with convoluted controls at times mm. uh, also having loved really loved DMC um, the spin-off one that no one that the community here that the Devil May Cry fan base doesn't actually seem to like but I think is the best one um, I still think it's the best one um, because I think Devil May Cry 5 has I think it's cribbing from DMC more than you'd think more than you'd think it is it's like mm. like in almost in 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 a great deal of ways, actually, it's not like the setting is now more of a city than it is like some kind of gothic mansion or church facility or something like that. It's now just straight up like you're walking around city streets that have just been messed up, and it's like, oh, this feels a lot like DMC did, or I'm now going through some sewer network or on the top of rooftops, and it's like, huh, this is. Interesting. I'm getting some vibes here. Um, and then, like, I think a lot of it's actually been dumbed down quite a bit, actually, from Devil May Cry 4. Like, the difficulty feels low all, all around. Yeah, it's still got difficulty levels you can pick from, but I'm playing it on Devil Hunter, which is the, the highest one available to me at the, at, the, um, at the offset, which is the one... You only get two options, basically, when you start the game up. It's like there's a... There's a for people who are new to the series and for people who are, who are familiar with the series. So I'm playing on the familiar mode. And it's uh, it's it seemed relatively relatively easy so far. Whereas Devil May Cry 4 was pretty tricky the whole way through for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think it's generally improved. Cool. But I still wouldn't... I'm still not sure I rate it as high as the others. I think it's a lot less confusing. Let me put it that way. 
than the others. Like yeah. just just how you're supposed to be fighting and how you're supposed to be defeating enemies and stuff like that. I find it I find it a much less confusing experience this time around. Just figuring out its systems. Um, I, st- I think its controls are still they 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 they're pretty much the same as they used to be, and that they rely heavily on you locking on to the enemy you want to do things to. Um, and then a lot of the moves are quite so, which which requires holding a button. So you're basically holding right bumper for a great deal of the time during combat um, to lock onto things. And then you, like certain moves are only available whilst you're locked onto things. Um, and I kind of I think I prefer the system still from Bayonetta and DMC, where it's where there is no lock on. You're you're just attacking in the direction you're facing. And it's like yeah, sometimes that can go wrong. A little bit like in Batman, I suppose. We mm. you you. you it, push to attack a specific guy and it goes and attacks someone else and you're like no no oh um so you know you get a bit of that without lock on but then you kind of get the same problem sometimes with lock on where it's just like no i want to lock on to this guy over here and every time i'm holding the button it's selecting someone else and it's like no no i want to fight this guy okay i've missed missed my chance now um that kind of stuff so there's problems either way but I, i think i prefer it when you don't have to worry about locking on um and uh, it leads me to all kinds of like these other little things. It's like Devil May Cry 4 had a lot of throwbacks, I suppose, to the older ones, where there's a lot of fixed camera sections. Like where the camera, just, like if you walk into an area and the camera puts itself at a specific place and you're using those specifically set up cameras to do what you need to do in the environment. Whereas this has none of that, like none. Like everything is free camera now. Is it like it? Just, just, there's no, like, there's not so much, there's none of these sections where you just walk into an area and be like, oh, that's a stylish shot. It's oh, like unless okay. it's unless it's a cutscene, like the cutscenes are still mad because of course they are. Uh, it, in fact, the opening to the game is really very cool indeed. Um, sort of like again, sort of aping DMC with its use of slow mo and everything happening during this like a, this this slow mo sequence. Um, uh, I'm sort of sat there thinking yeah, again, this is super familiar. Um, <laughs> But it's a yeah. But generally, you, 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 it's, a, it's a it's weird for them to roll back on that. That that one feels slightly odd because it's like it, it's, that's kind of a hallmark of the series, and it's hmm. it's not there. Um, so mechanically, like it's almost identical when you're playing as Nero um, as four. Um, but what they've changed is it's like instead instead of your, your your right arm was like a devil arm in 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 four, and it basically had the ability to. Effectively act like the game's like chain, I suppose. You would, you would, uh, it was called the Devil Bringer. So you could whip it out and pull yourself or enemies uh, so you could get into range of things a lot faster. And it still has that capability. But now um, the, it has these other abilities that are tied to whatever mechanical arm you have on there instead. Because you no longer have a Devil Arm. It got chopped off at some point by some mysterious figure who I don't know who it is yet. And uh, you've befriended this mechanic slash gunsmith called Nico, who prepares all these ridiculous mechanical arms for you that you attach, and they all have different abilities. But the the system for these is kind of odd, in that you can you can't swap between them on the fly. Um, you have one equipped. You have a magazine of arms equipped. Um, and while while you can use their abilities just fine while you've got that one equipped. If you get hurt whilst using your arm, that arm gets destroyed and it moves on to the next one in the magazine. 
but you could have all kinds of different types of arms in your magazine. You could have like one that's like puts out an electric blast. You could have one that is more about propulsion, so you can use it to throw yourself around the arena. Um, you can have one that is a little bit like the weird rocket arm for Metal Gear, <laughs> just the pump the fist in, detaches and flies around for a bit, um, which is actually really cool. Um, oh right, nice. Uh, yeah, I forgot all, about all, that thing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't play the um, was it the Million Dollar Man sound effect or whatever it is? But... <laughs> um, but yeah, they've all got these different abilities. But it's it's interesting that they restrict you from being able to swap between them. It's 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 kind of odd. But they also all all have this like supercharged up version of their attacks that also destroys the arm. So like if you want to use like uh, Gerbera, for instance, is normally the one that has a propulsion mechanic where you can throw yourself around a bit nicer, which is great for Nero who doesn't have too many evasion techniques. Mm. Um, to have another one is actually really useful. But if you hold down the attack instead, you you basically like plant yourself down and just turn into a giant laser cannon for a while and just sort of go and have this giant beam but I've, I've never quite felt like i want to destroy the arms if you know what i mean it's like mm. the fact that using that ability is one thing but because it destroys the arms it kind of i don't really feel like i want to you're losing more than you're yeah, gaining, yeah a little bit yeah so there's all these abilities on these things that i don't really want to use which is which i think is a bit of a problem in, in, in the design, really, it's like I don't mind the the whole they get destroyed if you time it wrong. That's actually mm. kind of cool. Um, so it's sort of like a it's it, in some ways it's actually a really neat way of handling like the concept of weapon durability, right? If you can you imagine if like Breath of the Wild or something like that had a system whereby if you whiffed your weapon shots, like you hit their shield or something like that's yeah. actually when the weapon takes damage. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really neat. Um, but yeah, that, that bit I don't I don't have a problem with at all. It's actually quite interesting. Like when it happens, you're like, ah, oh, bugger, right? I might need to change tactic now. It's kind of cool. I like what that does. Um, but yeah, it's a shame they made the powered up versions of the attacks destroy them as well. You also have you can also manually destroy the arm if you want in a sort of explosion that is supposed to be your breakaway. So if you get caught by an attack that's holding you for a while, or you know is about to do a lot of damage to you you can choose to destroy the arm and it will break you out of whatever situation you're in. Um, which is kind of neat, but again, I'm dissuaded from using it because it destroys the arm. It's like, I, I don't know, I should be doing that one in particular more often um, to avoid some damage. But I'm not finding the game difficult enough where I feel like I would miss out by just weathering through it a little bit. It's like, yeah, it's fine, I'll take that damage. I can, I can carry on. So that's all kind of interesting in its own little way, but it's not as interesting as V, who's like the new character to the game, all right. who has a oh, a very weird fighting style in that you don't fight directly yourself. You send minions to go and do the fighting for you, which I controls better than I expected, but it's kind of awkward for very in a hard to explain way, mm. in that like, so I don't have to be anywhere near the enemies I want to fight. I can just push Y to send my Panther guy to go and flash some dudes. Or I can I can still lock on to enemies, and then by pushing Y, I'll send Panther dude, and by pushing X, I'll send my bird guy to go and do some damage. And I can be telling them to do specific moves 
by doing actions on the sticks and things like that. So you do have some yeah. control over their attacks. It's just that you're physically not anywhere near them. Um, and where that mixes things up a little bit is like you can only damage enemies that way. You can't finish them off. So they have to go into a staggered state, and then V has to go in himself and use his cane to finish them off. Mm. Um, which I think works really well as as an idea. It's like it's kind of it's a fun flow, like mm. standing back from the fight and then waiting for things to get into, or making sure things are in a particular state and then charging in and then trying to get back out again. Uh, I think that works kind of well, except for the fact that I think a lot of the attacks, um, I find it hard sometimes to actually get. Like, if I'm pressing Y to, say, attack this thing, sometimes the guys will just be whiffing in the air in front of me rather than actually moving forward to then go and do the attack, if you know right. what I mean. I find it hard to get the minions to be where I want them to be to do the attacks on the enemy I want well, them to attack. Well, they're too far oh, right, ahead of you, or, or you can't pick out one in particular. Or... It, well, yeah, it's exacerbated by the fact that the, 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 the panther in particular is kind of dark and black and inky. So, <laughs> right, so he, can't he's, really... he's, he's, he can sometimes be really quite hard to pick out anyway. Hmm. Um, although he has this really nice sort of particle animation y thing going on where he sort of morphs into different shapes, and yeah, he's quite nicely done. Cool. Um, but it's also exacerbated by the fact that when you use a certain type of evade on V, he evades using his minions. So if you're doing a side dodge, for instance, yeah. Shadow, the Panther thing, will put itself under your feet and carry you to the side. Meaning he's now standing beside you, right? At the end of doing that evade, so sure. you can use it to recall them when you when you think they might be because they have their own health bars as well. Yeah. So you can use you can use it to recall them. Just do an evade, and they'll come immediately back to your side, which is kind of useful. But at the same time, if you're just doing that to an avoid attack, but you really want them to still be attacking, you're then left with the, the odd situation sometimes where they're beside you, and I'm pressing attack, and they're just swiping at the air next to me, and it's like, okay, how do I get them to go where I want them to be? Hmm. <coughs> so it's a it's a bit weird, but there's some neat ideas there. For sure. Um and I haven't really spent a huge amount of time as Dante yet, but I think for for, for um as far as I can tell, in general he's exactly the same as he was in Devil May Cry 4. Like he has his styles still that you pick between and choosing a style has certain different effects on the mood list you have and what abilities you can actually pull off with the B button. And stuff like that. So I don't think that's hugely changed either. Um, so, like, on paper, I think it's got an awful lot going for it, but there's just something just kind of dull about the whole thing. And in the same way that I had the same problem with Demo Go 4, in that, I don't know, I'm not really... Con- there's, not, there's no real story to grab onto here. Uh, that's not what like, you there's, want. There's, I mean, everything is very stylishly made, and the cutscenes are ridiculous, and the characters are bonkers, but... I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing yet. There's just some big-ass tree that I'm supposed to be stopping and some demon king called Urizen who seems way too strong for us. And so every time... And we've been, I've been in Fort Urizen like three or four times and every time you go up to him, he just wins. Like, because that's how that's supposed to go. The game is one of those, like, you're supposed to lose this fight situation a few, a few times. Um, and it's just like, I don't quite know... I don't know. I'm not attached to it in any way. It's like I want there to be more of a reason to get behind it, but it just not doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And because there's nothing to get behind it, like occasionally they'll talk about something, like but it'll be like, oh, I need the I need the sword of Sparta, but they won't tell you why. <laughs> like I don't know why these. I what need this MacGuffin. 
Yeah, and I'm like halfway through the game, I think, and I still don't really know why we're doing any of what we're doing. Um, other than demons are bad, okay. That's yeah, I think it's it's an odd it's an odd thing. Saying that, when there is a cutscene and stuff like that, I think they're all very slickly produced. Like the game has this really stupid mechanic that, like, <laughs> this is just like an, an, an example of something that doesn't make any sense, but I really don't care about. It's like like the um, you're spending all this effort trying to get to where you need to be as the main characters, right? Yeah. But if you find a telephone box, you can you can call up Nico and she will just appear in her van wherever you are. Like <laughs> driving to where you are just isn't a problem. Okay. Even though you, even though you've spent all this time traversing yeah, this traveling this, Yeah. But I think they know that because these get more and more ridiculous as the game goes on. Like at first she just drives to to where you are. The second time I did it she drove off the top of a building. Third time she tunneled from underground somehow in this like Winnebago <laughs> and just appears next to you. And it gets more and more insane from there and more and more ridiculously like like the characters waiting for her to turn up will have like a little skit or something in the meantime. And it's like, I can I can get behind this. It's really dumb. You need an okay. excuse you needed an excuse to bring the shop to you. Even though the game already has an in-game excuse for shops in divinity statues, because they've been in all the previous games. It's like they could have just done that again. And they do on occasion. Okay. But I, but, but I really appreciate the fact they just did something really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, I'm, I'm having a good time of it, but it's it's just another one of those games where I'm, I'm just sitting there, like it's another Devil May Cry game where I just sit out and look at it and think, I'm still not quite sure why this is considered the Zenith so, of the genre. Yeah, um, because I think Bayonetta Two is a Bayonetta far better is game. Better. Yeah, yeah, and I think DMC is a better game. Yeah, um, we'll see if Bayonetta Three pulls something out if that happens. Oh, I would, I would hope so. Would that be a Switch exclusive? Yeah, it's going to be Switch exclusive. That would be a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. Get hype. I really hope (laughs) we see something about that soon. Uh, That's pretty much all I've been doing, really. Um, Just Hmm. just playing that in dribs and drabs. Um, Yeah. I think think that might be it for me. By me. Okay. Well, I've not got much. Still playing Zelda, but it's a pretty much known quantity, that one. Um, I don't think it's a very long one either, but, uh, well, played it before back in the day on the Game Boy, so... Mm. Yeah. How far do you think you are? Like, can you remember much about the Game Boy version? <laughs> How many of the eight dungeons have you done, I guess? Yeah, I've done, like, five now, so... Yeah. Get there. Uh, not, well, not glitched yeah. it significantly then. <laughs> no, I haven't had any trouble since then. Um, uh, since the start, when I almost got stuck in someone's house and mm. had trouble trying to get the items out of the uh, the grabber machine thing, but otherwise, yeah, it's not been too bad. I think, but I kind of am aware that it could go wrong, so I'm like, <laughs> don't do anything stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't don't try and be clever because you'll probably pay for it sounds like what happened with steam World dig 2 where i found that that shortcut that was kind of a sequence break and nearly got stuck 
It's like you can see it, oh, and you're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I could probably do that," and then you do, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I wasn't meant to." <laughs> Shit. <laughs> was that one of the sequence breaks that the game didn't plan you to do then? Because that, that like, don't don't the steam that game had sequence actually... breaks, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that I did was like slightly different to the one that you're meant to do, or like I guess I kind of sequence broke the sequence break. Like I did one of the sequence <laughs> breaks you're meant to do, but before I was meant to do it. Sequence <laughs> break exception. Yeah, I don't know. What I'm going to play like like last year when the clocks changed, like and the, you know it was video game time. <laughs> <laughs> I played Red Dead Two, and now I don't know what it is this year. Death Stranding, of course. Well, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I really don't know. I mean, well, you'll have to play Luigi's Mansion then. <laughs> yeah, I think probably might have to be. I might I have to play you're... Witcher Three. I never did. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh man, I'll pro- oh, I've just remembered I'll, I'll actually have to get round to replacing my Switch Joy-Con stickers. <laughs> hmm. If I'm going to play another actual Switch game. <laughs> Unless it works with the GameCube controller, I guess. Well, I suppose it might. That would be, be missing funny. If, there's, if there's anything on left bumper, you're screwed. Hmm. Do many games work with that, the Smash Brothers controllers? Well, I mean, in, in, most in theory, the system like detects things. it as a controller, so it doesn't really care. But oh, like yeah. whether it has the right buttons or not is a different situation. So that, that's the hmm. problem. I've tried playing um, Mario Kart Eight on a GameCube controller, um, not on the Wii U. On the, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe on the Switch, I was around someone's house and I was playing a GameCube controller. And a, mm-hmm. uh, the thing you miss from that is that that game has a motion control for the little jump action. Oh, yeah. That you do. And so there's not, I think there's a button replacement on the D pad, but I couldn't really get it to work reliably. Um, so there was, you were at a disadvantage um, playing with a GameCube controller there because you couldn't do the little jump boost. Hmm, yeah, good point. How so, could you find yeah. out, uh, you know, whether the game, you'd have to. You have to try it. Look it up like, on forums. It's, it's, <laughs> try it's, Go to YouTube. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of OS supported, isn't it? Like it's like you plug in the con- the GameCube controller, and it registers itself as it. It comes up as just USB controller, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it doesn't like, like, recognize that it's thing. specifically a GameCube adapter. But can you use any other kind of controller with a Switch, like a USB? <laughs> I, I guess plug in an Xbox be... controller and see if it Yeah, works. that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I guess it would still have to be supported on some level, but like it would have to support some protocol, I guess. But I don't know. That'd be hilarious if you if you could get a wired Xbox controller, 360 controller. I'll Bluetooth my PS4 controller to. It. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have Bluetooth though, does it? Oh, it does, but it doesn't. It does. No... Yeah. But you can't use like Bluetooth headphones with a Switch, can you? No, you can't. Which, which it's like annoying. it's limited to controllers. What? That would be so good if you could, like. It's because... the same thing they've done with all their previous machines as well. Like the Wii and the Wii U are all Bluetooth powered, apart from the video to the Wii U panel. But like, it's really annoying if you've got wireless headphones on the, and you want to take it on the commute or something. That'd be so good if you could pair them with the Switch. Yeah, I mean, there's so many little things about the Switch. Really, think about it in that way. That it's just like, yeah, why didn't you do this? Yeah, it's like you probably already have most of the hardware there to do it. You just haven't baked it in properly and they've mm. made that decision you're sticking to it because you're Nintendo <laughs> it's weird yeah. like why, why can't I pair a wireless headset to it and use in-game chat rather than the stupid bloody phone app yeah 
that still feels like that one specifically might eventually change. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's because it's, it's not like they're going to keep working on that app, probably. No, it feels like it's already dead. I mean, they did um, that thing for Smash Bros. I guess, but <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. So weird. I mean, yeah, theoretically they could, but well, maybe they don't have it because maybe you need a hardware layer on Bluetooth to do audio and stuff that just isn't on their chip. Mm. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know how that works exactly, but. Maybe you have to pay someone some licensing somewhere to use Bluetooth audio. <laughs> Annoying. Yeah. That'd be a good thing to update in a new Switch SKU if they do one. Yeah. Which doesn't seem to be. I guess they've Pro. done their light, Switch light thing. Yeah, there's still those rumors that were floating about a Pro, weren't there? Switch Pro. I don't <laughs> think they'll do that. Those rumors have been around for ages, though. Yeah, they have. Slightly bigger screens, slightly thinner bezels, all that stuff. They did the bigger battery thing slightly, didn't they, on the <laughs> yes, technically. switch? Burr, is that a podcast? Yeah, I think it's on a podcast. Uh, coming in slightly under. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we oh, shall... Oh, refreshing. All three of us are playing Overcooked on YouTube, if you want to check that out. And yeah. I'm sure there'll be new videos coming soon. Uh, about that pork slice thing. <laughs> know what I mean. I mean. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Salacast. Bye. Bye.